Hello everyone, welcome to the Full Dive Gaming Podcast, bringing a weekly dive of all the news, discussion, and condensed nerd talk you need for virtual reality gaming. This podcast, as always, is brought to you by our very friendly people over at Steering Products, designers of some of the top-selling Amazon VR and AR accessories like the Asterion Aura VR headstand. Now, Great stuff. <laughs> it feels good to be back. I'm Adam Charlton, the software developer who is back after a brief hiatus and is really excited to be here. Joining me today is some of the top VR personalities that, <laughs> I mean, we can afford, right? <laughs> oh, there it is. All right. Uh, I'm Jay Brat, a VR YouTuber and streamer. I'm Destiny Wheeler, entrepreneur and VR enthusiast. Our producer, Rip, broke his mic in a mad rush to get to the Jonas Brothers live event, but he's here in spirit and he might be joining us in the live chat. So feel free, if you're joining us live, to post all of your questions, comments, concerns, or really any rambling thoughts that you might have into our live chat. And who knows, we may be able to get around to answering them in our live stream right now. Um, our podcast here, we're trying to keep you up to date on everything. We're answering your questions from Discord, Patreon communities, and sometimes even our live viewership, followed by some of the latest and greatest VR news that we could find in a timely manner. <laughs> and then we're going to, we have the awesome opportunity to discuss some of the awesome horror games that we've had the displeasure of trying out over the last couple of months. <laughs> um, Destiny, for some reason, keeps managing to drag me into these truly <laughs> horrific games. If you haven't seen our YouTube channel, you can view us. We're, this isn't just a podcast. This is a um, a video service as well. We are here interacting in VR, and it really adds a lot to the experience to see us interacting with each other. Um, but feel free to join us over on our channel if you want to see us and our lovely digital faces. But first, we're us. going to break off to Q&A. What was that, Jay? Or see us crying in VR games like I did last week in horror <laughs> games on the live stream. So the few tears were shed. It happens. Let's let's talk about questions. Yoda El Grande asks us for what are your recommendations for an entry into haptics? I want to get my feet wet without spending too much, but I also don't want to buy anything that wouldn't still be useful. Should I fall in love with it and decide to jump down the rabbit hole? Now, Yoda, this is this is uh, you made this question extremely difficult because if you ask for an entry into haptics, I would say, like, look at the Woozer strap. It's a strap that goes around you. It's based on audio. It's not full haptics, but it's not that expensive. You can get it for like 100, 150 bucks. But if you want something that can also be incorporated into the future, like if you liked it, there's not really a middle ground for that yet for haptics. Like you either really? buy you either buy the full on vest that has all the haptics or you buy something like a Woozer strap or a core FX from the old days of gaming that like turns sound into vibration and makes it, but there's not really like a, uh, Oh, you can buy these, these vibrating wrist pads and then keep them late. Like there's not much out there in production. I've seen a lot of prototypes, but there's not really the haptics is such a, a VR is a niche haptics for VR is even more niche. So there's not much middle ground. So really, if you want to, I would say you're going to have to jump for something like the BH uh, haptics vest. It's like 350 bucks. It's a lot, but get it on Amazon. You can return it if you don't like it. <laughs> get it on Amazon. Get it on Prime. Try it out. And then if you fall in love with it, then you can keep it. That's really the only way you're going to get to do this. You got to try before you buy. Is the only but way it to worth make this it. happen. I would, I think for, if you're a gamer, if I think haptics are absolutely the next step for VR, they're still kind of in their infancy, but I think 
if you can afford it, it's worth it. But yeah, that's but a lot it, of money. Does it provide yeah. that much more to the experience, right? Oh, so yeah. like obviously it adds a little bit, adds a little bit of vibration, but is it really worth that much money to start getting into it? Uh, I I mean, if the money is not if that's not you missing rent this month, then yes, I would still say it's worth it. Especially if you're playing a shooter and you're playing the haptics and you get shot in the right side, that's going to make you respawn and quickly turn right to return fire. This could be the difference between you getting killed in a game and you winning the match. Like it's so much more intuitive than like this part of your screen turns a little red. So you try and Mm -hmm. turn that way and see the enemy feeling where you got shot is going to change that. So I would say it's worth it. And perhaps this is just my experience with Onward. What was that? Right. That would be cool. Are they compatible with all games or is it just like certain ones? Uh, the Certain ones, uh, a lot more developers are building them in, but there is also uh, like a user interface where you can kind of set up or at least it'll work off your like directional audio as to which mm-hmm. side it's going to come from. So it's going to it's going to work with all games, but the ones that are enhanced by the developers, it's going to be much better for because then not only okay. are you going to like feel your right side, but you're going to feel like like your hip actuator on your right side or something get shot or mm-hmm. or the haptics if you get the one with the face pad you're gonna feel the headshot in your face like Ooh. yeah but that's crazy <laughs> feeling yeah I, i've always wanted to get, get shot in the face off. you know right. yeah you know i play vr just so like when i go out shooting that there's not a risk of getting shot in the face but you know <laughs> <laughs> now you Still can't helmet fly off <laughs> All right, well, next question we got from Bran Mollen, and he asks, what is the best starting point to develop for VR? Something like Unity or Unreal, C-sharp or another language, good achievable Hello World project suggestions for VR. Um, So I did experiment with developing in VR for quite some time, and I went down the Unreal rabbit hole. Now, you brought up a, a, a couple of good suggestions here. Unity versus Unreal, C-sharp versus some other programming language. Basically, stick with Unity or Unreal. Pick one of those and just go for that. Learn that language. Learn whatever it is need, you need to do in that engine. Unity is better for people that I feel that don't know pro- programming, that are learning programming for the first time. Unreal is a little bit better for people that have some development experience. I used Unreal and I had an absolute blast um, doing things in VR. It's just so cool being able to not just, you know, normal programming, you type out some words, you see it run, it's like, oh, look, I got the right number that I was hoping for. VR programming is so much fun because when you program something, you see it right in front of you digitally and you can walk through your creation and it is one of the coolest feelings in the entire world. So that's what awesome. I recommend. Have either of you guys tried out uh, any game dev or programming or whatever, anything? No, I haven't. Not, the closest thing not... I ever came to it was that game I was telling y'all about. Remember? I don't remember the name of it now. I would have to look. Um, and I want to say it's free off of Steam. But and it's it's like VR chat meets development. It's really mm. weird. Like it's it's really hard to get into, and like you're basically you're having to create everything and like do all these weird programs. But um, but yeah. Other than that, I've never messed with any of it. Yeah, no, same here. I think the most coding I've ever done is trying to figure out Minecraft Redstone, and, <laughs> and that is that is not as easy as it seems like it should be. So no, I have not. I have not dealt with development. Program? Taffy, I mean, that is just simple. Build an avatar program. It's it's pretty basic. Sure, sure. 
Yeah, but no, let me tell you, Minecraft Redstone might as well be more complicated than most programming that I've tried to figure out. <laughs> uh, I think we have time to fit in one more question. So there was a couple in the live chat. One that Kaw for the win asks, do you prefer computer or console VR? So it, I think you're the you, only person able to answer this, Jay. Well, I was going to yeah. say, console, console kind of counts the quest now. Because it's standalone and it's more in the realm of consoles to people. Than That's a really interesting point, actually. Than the PC. So, Destiny, what do you think? Um, if we're talking about Quest versus straight up PC VR, definitely PC VR. Like, if I had the option to get the index right now, I totally would. And I probably wouldn't touch my Quest hardly at all. So interesting. Adam, I mean, you don't have any of the console VR, but what, do you see any any exciting thing about like a one touch turn on your VR and play it versus what you do on the PC? Well, I mean, um, PC Master Race, right? But <laughs> no, 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 exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, here's the thing, though, is that you can get so much more out of PC VR, um, but there's also such an insane learning curve that there requires a little bit of technical know-how like i run pc vr and i really do think that in the entire vr world that i am getting some of the best and most out of the vr experiences possible however and these guys know this very well i also have no shortage of problems <laughs> due to some of those things it is complicated it's hard there's often a lot of error prone and console games really don't have that experience because they're console games. It's designed for that marketplace where, right, you know, maybe it's not like the most cutting edge technology, but it will always work. You will always get what you need out of it. And so I think it's tailored for different markets, honestly. Yeah. I think that yeah. both in this day and age are very viable. I agree. Yeah, and I think that to make it to the mainstream, the console side has to get bigger because mainstream people don't want to fight with the glitch where they can't get their microphone working on their PC to play a game. So I think that console will survive all of this. And when I say console, that includes the Quest standalone, not linking it to your PC. I think that side is what we need to go mainstream. That's why I'm excited for some of these new developments with console VR, because PC VR is great. But like, there's rarely a time where I put it on and it just works. I always <laughs> have to deal with or tweak something to get into game. And it's like, man, this is this is not approachable to just your average consumer. Even someone with some technical know-how isn't going to want this to be their hobby if they have to spend time troubleshooting it every time. Like right. the quest, I literally can, it's the, it's the Nintendo switch of VR. I can put it on in my living room, play a quick beat saber song, put it back down. And that's, that's as quick as it needs to be. If I want it to with that thing, that is nice. You see. And, but, and that's with the quest, but if we're actually talking about like real, you know, without a shadow of a doubt consoles, PlayStation VR was able to do that. It hooked up to your PlayStation, which, unlike my computer, just will always work. And so you put on your VR and it just works with the games that are built in. You don't have to do any really sort of finicky setup or troubleshoot problems. And that really is the direction that VR needs to go. We have the technology. We have the cutting end stuff. We need the polish now. And that's what we're missing. Yes, exactly. polish. Polish Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we've got some news to talk about, but if you don't mind, Adam, I'd love to tell our listeners about Asterion. Jay, As I would love for you to tell our listeners about Asterion. <laughs> if you've never heard of Asterion before, Asterion makes amazing VR headset stands, basically a stand where you're going to store your virtual reality headset from now on. It's 
beautiful. It looks minimalistic. It's got RGB colors. It's got lighting on it that you can change those colors to match your gamer setup. It works with any headset. It's got a USB port on the side that you can charge your controllers or your Quest or your phone when you put your VR headset on, whatever you want. This thing is awesome, and you can get $5 off if you go over to AsterianProducts.com. Check the show notes. Check the description if you don't know how to spell that. Use our code FULLDIVE, one word, FULLDIVE. It's going to get you $5 off any order $19.99 or more. And Destiny, you were saying this morning you're actually going to go use this code to buy another thing from them. What are you buying? I want to get the Vertex. So the Vertex is very similar to the Aura, except for it's for your headphones. So it's awesome. They really cater to both things that a gamer might need. Yeah, it just makes your whole setup just gorgeous. I have my Asterian Aura for my Oculus Rift S, and then I have an Asterian Arc for my PSVR, and then I have an Asterian Vertex holding my Razer headset like all in a row <laughs> on my desk, and it's it's looking pretty cool. You just have your it. Asterian Shrine set up. <laughs> exactly. Pretty much. The whole <laughs> organized my desk nicely. I appreciate them. They uh, really do. And, and with that, guess what new headset you might be putting on there here in a couple of years? Oh, boy. PSVR 2 has finally been announced and confirmed by Sony. Nice. We've been waiting on it. We've it, we, they, Even for a minute there, they said some things that kind of scared us. Like it sounded like they might even back out of the industry. <laughs> Thank goodness that wasn't the case. Uh, if you haven't heard about this by now, if and you're in VR, you might be living under a rock in VR right now. But I'll, we'll go through some of the highlights real quick. Over on the blog, they said it's confirmed. Some They said that, quote, our next generation VR system will be coming to PlayStation 5, enabling the ultimate entertainment experience with dramatic leaps in performance and interactivity, end quote. So that right there is saying this PS5 exclusive. This is not going to be backwards compatible PS4. This is not going to be a standalone. This is going to plug into your PS5. Are either of you going to buy a PS5? No. Eh, probably not. <laughs> I'm not a console person. Well, I already have my PS5 and I can't freaking wait. They said it's going to connect to it with a single cord to simplify the setup. So no wow. more a bunch of cords while enabling the high fidelity visual experience. That's why they're keeping it tethered and cabled. They want the best graphics on this thing. And it's even going to have a new VR controller, which is going to incorporate some of the key features that the DualSense has, which I can tell you after playing with that DualSense, unless something comes out in the meantime, this will be the VR controller. That thing has amazing haptics. It does not have vibrations. It has haptics. When your little character in game is running across a gravel field and then he jumps onto grass or brick or stone, every texture feels different through the haptics on this controller. And, and not... that will feel incredible. Let, let's talk, and I'm going to have a lot of thoughts on that, but what is about the release date? When is it going to come out so that we can get this incredible experience? It will not be launching in 2021. All we know from an interview on GQ is that the dev kits literally just got sent out. So uh. dev kits, I mean, we're looking at, I would say maybe holidays of 2022, hopefully. So wow. that's, that's, that's a little ways away. But if it's worth it, I'm okay with that. So it's got, it's got to come out. It's got to be good. It's got to be revolutionary if they want to get their name back in the front of the VR industry. But you see with those controllers, and I know, I think we both hit on that exact same point. These controllers are really going to make the PlayStation 2 VR one of the coolest innovations on the market right now. Because the, the PlayStation 5 has those adaptive triggers, right? Where it can actually prevent how much you're grabbing and make it feel differently. Well, imagine like I'm using the index controllers here. 
imagine that every finger is almost on an adaptive trigger. And so if you're feel if you're grabbing something squishy, it feels squishy. If you're grabbing something hard like a rock, you can grab it and then it stops you because it's hard. And that if if they do something along those lines, it will be insanely revolutionary. It will add those people are trying to do it with like restricting how your fingers grab and, and mm-hmm. like pulling it back with rubber bands or whatever to try and like simulate grabbing different things. This with the adaptive controllers might actually be able to do it. It will be incredible and quite frankly, revolutionary. And if they are able to do it well, if nothing else better comes along the line, which who knows when it'll come out, it will without a doubt be the coolest experience in VR on the market. Yeah, and I mean, that would be really (laughs) cool. And that's something that we've complained about with most VR companies coming out with headsets. They're They're not doing anything really different with the controllers basically, especially with the Quest. So it is cool that, you know, they may be coming out with something like that. Yeah, and especially as we're all starting to expect a little more from controllers and companies aren't really realizing that. Like (laughs) Nintendo Switch, they actually kind of beat everyone with like these really interesting haptics in them. Mm -hmm. That like there's there's simple games on the Switch. I don't know if you're watching this, Destiny, but like one game you literally hold like a tube in your Switch controller and you Mm -hmm. have to move this tube and count how many marbles are inside of it. And you can really easily tell from the haptics, like how many marbles you feel sliding across this thing. Yeah, so I actually own that game. And I can tell you that the haptics make an insane difference. Not enough companies, not enough games are using that functionality, unfortunately. But it is truly incredible feeling them roll around. And you have to try and guess how many marbles in any other game system. That's just a stupid game, yeah, yeah. right? But you can actually feel it using this switch control moving around. And so if if the PlayStation VR controllers incorporating that functionality into VR is going to feel awesome. Imagine feeling the recoil in your hands, bouncing it back into your hand as you're firing a gun. Or you're swinging a sword and you can almost feel like the weight of it wiggling around in your hand. That's the kind of haptics that we can be talking about here. And it will be a game changer for immersion. Destiny, did you have anything more you wanted to say? Because I, I, I'll, I'll go on a real brief like talk about the triggers since I've actually gotten to play with them. But was there anything more kind of that you were jumping on there? No, but I mean, that is super interesting like that makes me want to maybe if I know somebody who has it, I would love to, you know, test it out and kind of see that for myself because I've never got to play with like anything like that. Haptics, anything. So it would be really cool. Good for them. Well, the tr- yeah, the triggers on the Sony, I will tell you, it kind of feels like the first time you had a rumble pack in your N64 back in the day. It <laughs> okay, feels I, like, I like, think I remember that. Yeah, it, feel, it felt kind of weird, but now it's like the standard. Like it, it's absolutely necessary. And I feel like that's what this controller is going to do to the market because like when you go to pull those triggers in and like you feel the gun trigger stop when you actually reach the hair, the the firing pin and then you pull the fire it back and you feel the firing pin drop. It's so much more real. But to me, I'm still sitting on a couch. I'm still looking at a TV. Once that's in VR, it's going to be the most convincing thing like you've felt because it's going to be like you actually feel it. And if they go as far as putting a trigger in each finger, like some of the patents have shown instead of just one actual trigger, like you could like grab a ball and the two your your two in your two middle fingers would stop at the edge of the ball and then these two fingers would go in a little further where the ball's round so you'd even mm. get a, a little bit of shape in there not just the feeling but a little bit of shape with stuff you grab and and this could this could change everything like i said unless someone beats them to the punch hears this and develops this faster this could be the coolest thing 
for the next oh, steps yeah. in VR. So the only thing like similar that I've seen recently, there was a video on that's just like bulky, massive glove, and the mm-hmm, price point right. was insane. It, I want to say it was like three to five thousand. And Ooh. I was like, there's just no way. There's no way. Like that's, you know, that's that's even almost more than what the Apple headset's going to be. And they expect, you know, that to make it into the VR industry. Like it's, I don't know, <laughs> a lot of room for improvement. I'm excited. I can't wait. I just hope we get some details. Now dev kits are going out. Yeah. I hope maybe, I don't want to say they leak it, but, but maybe we get to see a little bit, you know. <laughs> I want to know something. Quick, someone just needs to become a developer so we can get a dev kit. (laughs) (laughs) Send them this really convincing resume. (laughs) Oh, man. Sign up. Adam, what what else is happening in the VR industry? Well, speaking of new headsets, PlayStation isn't the only one that's teasing something big. HTC, now this is is going to be a new story with a lot of speculation here. Just going to throw that out up front. (laughs) But HTC on their Twitter teased a new headset, a new peripheral, a new something. It was simply an image with a new logo on it and simply labeled, it's your move. It could Mm. potentially be the Proton headset that they teased a little while back, which is either going to be an all-in-one like the the Quest or an all-in-two where it's basically VR glasses that sync up with your 5G phone to stream games. The move could maybe be referring to body or hand tracking, something like that. Maybe it's not even a headset it's just a peripheral for vr all in all we don't know but Uh htc is kind of well yeah and that's going to make for a really boring news story right because quite honestly you come to us for all your news but this is literally all htc is sent out but i do have some thoughts they're trying to get some hype for their new product htc in the last couple of vr rounds have really been trying to focus on business oriented headsets you know, they've been, they've been, it seems like they've been stepping a little bit away from the consumer market, but you don't need to hype for businesses. They are trying to generate hype. You generate hype so that consumers, individual people like you and me are get excited about their product. And this is what it feels like. It feels like maybe they're trying to tow again back into the, <laughs> into the consumer space. But I don't know. Who, who knows? What would you like to see, guys, from HTC teasing a product like this? I would like to see anybody trying to be competitive with Quest at a decent price point. <laughs> so, uh. I mean, in that, especially with uh, like what you're saying, how they haven't had a lot of stuff really like come out recently that's really done well on like a mass level like that would that would be pretty cool that'd be a good comeback for them you know yeah i think that anyone i don't care who it is i don't care if apple finally makes their foray and someone needs to compete with the quest and it needs to be a company that has the resources to do it which i don't know that htc still does htc also has this tendency to like come into a market, drop a revolutionary product that wins awards and is amazing and then fall flat on their face and never make anything good again. (laughs) They did it with the HTC One, this phone. I had it. It was awesome. It was one of my favorite phones I've ever owned. It won several awards, like best smartphone of the year. And then everything after that was just garbage. And I'm hoping the Vive is not that for them. The original Vive was revolutionary. It was awesome. I hope that that wasn't like their one big thing in VR and they never make a splash again. Because I'd love to see them come back with something that's going to fight the quest, come back with something new and exciting. But everything they've dropped since has all seemed overpriced and underpowered. So I'm not as excited because I'm worried about that from this. But 
I really hope it's something, something good. I, I don't know what it could be, but man, please, HTC, don't let us down again. Right. <laughs> so again, we don't have too many details. That's literally all that we know about the headset. Uh, we know that they are working indeed on a new headset called the Proton. Whether or not this is it eh, is up for debate. Personally, I don't think so. I think that the Proton headset is still at least a year or two away. But it's that it's your move label. That's the killer here. Why would they put that? It, it It's your move doesn't really seem like something that you would normally associate with VR. I mean, obviously there's movement and things like that, but what do you think it could mean? I hope it's, I, I hope it's something we haven't heard of yet or something new. Cause I mean, other companies are already dropping full body trackers for lower prices. We saw catwalk, the company that makes the VR treadmills dropping some stuff like that. So like if they're hyping this up and it's, and it's just some really nice streamlined body trackers, don't, there's no point to hype that up. I'm hoping this is something that I like haven't even thought of. If <laughs> if they're if they're gonna come back and make something good, I I want to see something new and exciting, not not just a better version of what we have. So uh, maybe I'm expecting too much, but HTC's done it before; they can do it again. What if they're well, trying I to think, like mm-hmm. punk out Facebook? What if they are going to come out with a headset that's kind of like Quest, but it doesn't have to be linked to a social media account or lockdown or anything? <laughs> so they're kind of like see or move, like drop mm. the mic. Oh, I see. That that's an interesting thought. There would be nice. It does kind of seem like that. That kind of like combative uh, mm-hmm. toying with someone. But the question yeah. is, who who are they saying it to? You know, right. Definitely Apple, right? Uh, <laughs> yes. What were yeah, you saying, we'll Apple? You know, I can't remember, so obviously must not have been important. So, <laughs> But with that, we'll give you guys more information as it becomes available. For now, though, let's move on to our next news piece. Jay, what do you got for us? So PlayStation VR is finally getting more and more good news again. Doom 3 is coming to PSVR later this month in March. Uh, the game is developed for PS4. It features backwards compatibility with PS5, and it's supposed to launch March 29th exclusively to PSVR. It's going to have aim controller support, which if you have heard the podcast before, you know, I played Doom VFR, and the aim controller was the only way to play it. That's the gun-shaped controller that has two joysticks on it so that you can move freely but also aim your gun. Uh, I... it. It, it's going to include the original's expansions, The Lost Mission, Resurrection of Evil. I've never played Doom 3 at all, so I'm super stoked for the first time to be in VR. But, of course, this may not be coming to other headsets. We don't know for sure, but it, it won't. at least it won't at first. This could be a time thing, but it looks like just us PSVR owners are going to get to enjoy Doom 3 this way. If you're on PC or Quest, though, you might have played a modded version already in VR. But for PSVR fans, this is huge. It's another good game another doom game and it's it's just psvrs which is always kind of a nice thing this late in the game to to see something special coming to it you know if i'm going to be honest i'm shocked that they're still developing for it i mean the whole ps5 released and you can only uh link the ps5 to the playstation vr using this funky connection setup i'm i'm kind of surprised that they're still developing things new things for psvr in this sort of awkward in-between state before they come out with the next psvr 2 it it sort of seems a bit odd oh boy jay 
Don't yeah, worry. Don't it, worry. I'll be back. Destiny, <laughs> sorry, I didn't be, mean I'll to offend back. you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it'll. I feel like I, I totally like see what you're saying. I'm sure it'll probably start tapering off. I mean, or could everything be universal? Is is that a thing with the PS games? I think the games could potentially be backwards compatible because they already are. So I think that, but I mean, if it's primarily using an aim controller, are they going to come out with a new aim for the PSVR 2? We don't know. Uh, God, I hope they do, though. That that controller is so <laughs> fun. Uh, I don't know what more to say about because I haven't played Doom 3, but I've heard that it was one of the Dooms that was a little bit more of a horror game rather than just like a run and gun action game. And even watching the trailer, it kind of looks like it. it looks more atmospheric. It looks darker. It looks a little creepier, but you still have the chainsaw. You're still out there hacking and slashing things. I I will definitely day one. I'll be playing this streaming this. I'll come back and tell you all about it because I I'm just excited to be getting more and keep using my aim controller because I still love my PSVR this far after the fact. Uh, yeah. it's it's still good to give it some love. But gosh, what is it about horror games? Why? Why horror games? <laughs> <laughs> when you want to make someone feel something, so you either fun. yeah, you either have to like write a really strong, powerful script and put a bunch of production into a game, or you just make a horror game and scare the crap out of them. Like that's that's <laughs> exactly. kinda it's kind of the easy road of making someone feel feelings. Yeah, yeah you know that makes me sad it's like hmm i can either write a really good game or i can just add like a ton of clowns to it <laughs> yeah, you know <laughs> well i mean we're, we're kind of getting off on it on off the subject here but like think about like the person who developed five nights at freddy's versus like the huge team that made the last of us like both emotionally engaging games but for very different reasons and and one of them is like a social phenomenon and the other is just a really great game <laughs> You know, I think that we, if we go any further down this track, we're going to eventually end up on the concept of mobile games and microtransactions. So maybe we should cut us <laughs> off here. <laughs> I, it's like we have treaded this path before and it always ends up the same way. <laughs> oh, mobile games. No, I feel like, you know what? You've heard it here first. That's the next step for VR is microtransactions in VR. <laughs> oh, please. No, not yet. We're not ready for it. I, I will take ads in VR before that. Like there could be a poster on the wall here for something. I would gladly be able to ignore that over some sort of microtransactions. Yeah, they're really not big right now, right? There's only like Rec Room technically isn't that microtransactions. It has the option if you want to buy the tokens, yes, but you can still earn them slowly. So, like, it's not a necessity. It's not a pay-to-win kind of thing, which mm -hmm. is nice. Yeah, Keep that way when you get the hat, you feel that true sense of pride and accomplishment. Yeah. So. <laughs> You're like, I worked for this. <laughs> grinded so many so many screaming kids in paintball that i had to kill to get this <laughs> so i have reached this hat i've reached this hat <laughs> on the corpses of ten thousand children yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those screaming kids oh my gosh well we we as we said earlier in the podcast we got around to playing some horror games uh destiny you're the horror buff here. Why don't you why don't you tell people what propagation is, what kind of game it is, what it was like, and why you and I got to play it again? Okay, so I guess first, like, yeah, let me just explain what the game is. If I can even explain, like, this, it does have a storyline, but the storyline, like, I loosely pay attention to it because I really love the graphics, and I'm pretty ADD, so more than anything, I'm just kind of, like, taking everything in. But then when the – so, okay – 
I don't even know where to start. So basically, I'll say with the start menu, when you go in, I've talked about this before, but that's one of the things that first really grabs me into a game is the great visuals and music because then right away, I can already usually guess if I'm going to be into it or not. And immediately it grabs you in. And so it is like a horror based game. But um, so once you get into the game and you actually get to start playing originally, it didn't have co-op. It was just a single player game. It is a short story. It's free. But uh, especially for the price, it's totally worth it. But anyways, once you get into the game, well, the it's price is like free, so <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent worth it already. But uh, so once you get in, it's kind of like this post-apocalyptic world, I guess you could say. And then these like scientist dudes with these like, no, they're not wearing the the things, or what are they wearing? Just like, are they army people? Where are they supposed the, to be? There's the ar- There's some guys in the army. Was there hazmat guys in hazmat suits, or was that just the zombies? I know, that's why I can't remember. I can't. There's a bunch of zombies in hazmat suits. So I was able to play a bit of the single player campaign. Yeah. So, and the single campaign really is incredible. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah. It's totally worth it. Even even the co-op, which I'll get into in a second. But so anyways, um, yeah, I guess it's just these like army dudes, but they're coming to kind of like help you. And in this post-apocalyptic world, there's like these mutant creatures and like crazy huge spiders and just like these different like waves of things that you have to like kill and go through but like i said there is kind of a storyline because in between the waves of shooting stuff like they do try to interact with you and jay didn't you say that you can like kill them and then they start shooting you well if you try if you shoot one of them they kill you (laughs) yeah okay see yeah (laughs) i haven't i haven't tried that yet but i remember him saying that (laughs) so anyways like and then you're it's it's a very short storyline but that that's it's plain and simple you after you go through the waves you have to beat like the ultimate boss and then it's it's done but what's cool about this game is recently they came out with a co-op update which we learned it's an extra ten dollars but it's like an instant download and it 100 percent is worth it so me and jay finally got to play it together and try it out in adam or i don't know is it like more than two players can play or is it just two i think it's all i think it's only two since it's co-op, but I guess we never tried to add a third person. I didn't see anything about that online, so I'm pretty sure it's two players now, but just know, there. who knows? Maybe maybe there was something I missed. I think it's two people. Yeah, okay, now was it the, the same game? So I did play the single-player campaign. Is the co-op campaign the exact same experience as a single-player game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just with it another is. person, right? Yeah, but they made the enemies much harder, so oh it's boy. much more terrible because you you have so many more bullets you have to unload into them to stop them. And the nice thing, though, like like we kind of talked about it, it felt like at least someone had your back. You weren't yeah. so in this game, you don't walk around, you don't move, you can just turn and you can room, move around your room scale. But it finally felt like I only had to fight 180 degrees worth of enemies because oh. I knew Destiny was behind me fighting the other 180. Which was exactly. such a relief. It it took it from a horror game to more of a, a scary action game when it's two people. Where when it's just exactly. you, it's straight horror. That was playing that game alone was one of the worst experiences of my life <laughs> as far as how scared <laughs> the spiders. I was. Yeah. yeah, the spiders. Yeah, because that is one of the things though that some might say made the propagation VR such a good horror game is that it was full 180 degrees oh, of yeah. enemies and you didn't know yeah. which enemies 360. You know, I really need to study math a bit more, I think. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> you needed to be aware of every single angle enemies were coming from. But now that you got someone at your back, you only had to worry about 180 degrees. Doesn't that maybe remove a part of the game that made it fun? 
I, I had more fun because we were talking to each other and screaming together. I had more fun and was less afraid playing it with someone. This game, if you can't play it alone, you could probably get through this with a friend is why it makes it oh. more approachable. Exactly. Where if you if you noped out at the spider part or even before it, play this with a friend, you'll actually make it through and you'll actually have some fun instead of just sweating tears the entire time. <laughs> and I think any game is more fun, you know, with somebody else. And so, yeah, it's it's definitely like what Jay said, a little bit less scary because then I almost wasn't quite as focused on what was going on because then I was just like laughing with him the whole time and like you know, <laughs> just fucking around. But um, oh, one of the good points that I wanted to bring up with this in comparison to other games like Arizona Sunshine. So I love Arizona Sunshine, but in that game, what's interesting is the zombies are easier to kill, but you have to really learn to conserve ammo because it's limited, right? In this game, it's literally complete opposite. The um, the people that you're killing or the, the objects that you're killing are way harder, but you have unlimited ammo. You still mm -hmm. have to change it out, which is, you know hard but you are not gonna like run out you'll you know you're not given like two clips and you're done so um it's comparable to other shooter games but at the same time it definitely stands out and like i said it's literally there's so many things about the game that i appreciate the price point the the sound the graphics all of it like it's it's so worth it my only complaint is that it is so short it would be nice to you know see it extended one day Okay, yeah, but such a short a campaign, game. we got that $10 price point for the VR. What do you guys think? Is it worth it for that $10 entry into this VR experience? I do. So that's only for the co-op. I, I think so. I think the $10, even the one time I played it, was worth playing that with you, honestly. If I never played it again, mm -hmm. I wouldn't regret paying that $10 because it was just so fun to be with someone else and go through that experience again. And now, honestly, I look back at that game and think about how fun it was rather than before this experience. I just always thought about how terrifying and awful it was. Right. So like, it's changed the game in my mind, too. It was worth it. Uh, there is a few things we didn't say that there is some nuance of kind of strategy or gameplay that so like yes you're unlimited ammo but your pistol has a flashlight and your shotgun doesn't those are your two weapons mm, yeah and you're reloading you have to reload them still so you're trying not to waste your bullets because the reloading can take time especially with the shotgun because you reload that thing one shell at a time and Oof. so yeah, and so yeah. it is it's like a real <laughs> shotgun it's terrifying but it definitely they they built this game in such a way that it really gets in your head and the Rift S does not have the best directional sound. And still, I felt like I heard these spiders crawling on my body when they would get on me. Like they <laughs> somehow engineered the sound in this game so well that it is just it is just something else. They do. Oh, and you get to punch the things, too. So oh, yeah. that's another cool thing. <laughs> Yeah, you actually almost when you're in co-op, it's almost better to punch stuff because it still seems like it's as strong as it was originally, where your bullets just seem like they are not nearly as strong. So like exactly. I was doing a lot of punching. Just clear some space. All right. Yeah. So when in co-op, just become Rocky Balboa and you'll just breeze through the campaign. Easy peasy. Oh yeah. Until you you'll, get to the spiders you'll and you can't reach them. So yeah. Not everything, <laughs> not everything gets close enough to punch. But if you can punch it, punch it. <laughs> Save yourself a few bullets. Uh, yeah. Adam, would you consider playing the entire thing again with one of us now that there's co-op? Oh gosh. So that first 
that first experience was one of the most dreaded experiences of my life. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, hearing your guys' recommendation that it becomes a lot better in VR, you know, honestly, I think I would consider it. Okay. You should. Okay. I'm going to hold you to that. Oh, gonna, please don't. It's gonna, but it's anyway, gonna... let's move right on very quickly into the next You've game. Probably, we've all probably spent more on worse shit than $10 on oh, that yeah. game. It's it's so <laughs> worth it. So just do it. <laughs> well, yeah, well before I can are... make yeah, before I can make any promises, let's jump into our next game. <laughs> the horror games are the theme. So we went back into Phasmophobia. Uh you might have even seen us watch if you watch the channel live stream this quite a while back. And then again we played it some recently because there was a new update. If you haven't played Phasmophobia, you haven't seen footage of it, again, you're probably living under a rock. Because this game is not only in VR, it's out of VR. And like every big YouTuber has played this, I think, by now. You you are a ghost hunting team, like in those shows. You go into houses trying to identify what kind of ghost based on the evidence from the equipment you bring into the house. And if you survive and you figure out what ghost it is, you get money to get equipment to go back and do more ghost hunting. That's that probably the simplest way I can explain the game to you. <laughs> but Adam... As someone who's really not into horror games, what tell them your experience when we all play this together. So I would say that it is one of the strongest memories that I have of playing VR is wandering <laughs> around with these two idiots in the basement of an insane asylum looking for a ghost that I know was there solely to kill me. And let me tell you, <laughs> that's not one of my finer moments. <laughs> Um, but Phasmophobia is truly a unique experience among gaming. I would say flat or VR. Um, and it tailors itself very well to VR. Oh, yeah. However, it is not an experience that I would say that I am looking forward to trying out again. <laughs> but apparently there was a big enough update that it brought the two of you back into it. Where where did where did this horrible update take you guys? <laughs> It was a prison, right? I think, I don't know if there was like a specific name for it, but it basically was a prison. And so um, I will say though, honestly, going into this, I thought the map was going to be as big, if not bigger than that map that we played together, the, the Asylum. insane asylum or whatever. Ugh, I'm it still wasn't. never going to forgive you guys for that. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that map was just like insane it was huge but this one or maybe just because i immediately had taken a right and we didn't have to go too far to find it so maybe we just didn't go far enough but uh, um, even looking at the grids i don't big. think it was i don't think it was as big as the asylum so yeah. well i think yeah. the asylum was just too big there was just too much downtime of us wandering around not finding anything oh yeah and that so was maybe they learned from that experience yeah maybe but uh so i think it was a good happy medium it wasn't too big but there definitely was more than like if you played just one of the regular small maps like the house or something but uh so i mean it was very well made it was well done and it was cool you should check it out adam so what is the feel <laughs> of the prison so obviously there's the house there's a couple different houses I think there's a warehouse and then sailing asylum. So the prison, mm -hmm. uh, uh, tell me about the feel of it compares in comparison to some of the other maps. I, I think it was as creepy, if not creepier than the asylum or the school, because not only is it big, but it didn't feel like this was like an active prison. Like the houses, you feel like they're gone, but you're in someone's home. You know, right. It feels like it's active. It's a yeah, it feels it's warm new. and lived in. Yeah. This prison felt like no one had been there in a while. I felt like I was in a Chernobyl or something walking through a yeah. prison. <laughs> it's it's dark, it's gray, 
it's it's creepy and also it's a prison like the it's just in your mind prison's a terrible place it's a terrible thing that so that and the asylum both i think are on the same level of how freaky it is to think that you're walking through this location and there's something there's some malevolent presence in there so was so, it multi-level uh, it is yep two or oh, three boy. i think it was i think it was only two um, there may have been a basement that we didn't find but it was two or three you have like it feels like a lot of your typical game prisons though like in shooters like you got your cell blocks you got your like office administration area the mm-hmm. the ghost had actually shown up in like one of the office areas so there was like a bunch of desks in this room oh. and it was it was in there that it showed up but we we of course were trying our or I was trying really hard to quickly identify it and Destiny was trying to get me killed because <laughs> that's what she does as per the usual I see and then I mean, you know it feels really good to know that even in the time I've been gone nothing has changed <laughs> no, yeah, oh, no nothing's no. different well then the funny thing the ghost came out of nowhere and came after it what looked like her but then decided to chase and kill me instead, <laughs> uh, even though it was after her and she was like across the room when this happened. So I started running. Somehow it came after me instead. And I ended up running into a corner where I couldn't get away. And it got me. <laughs> it oh, yeah. That was fear. hilarious. It's actually one of my biggest problems in the game. I forget that it's better if you be quiet once, you know, mm-hmm. you think it's coming after oh. you and you turn your flashlight off. I just, I just can't. It's not in me. Like, that's when I get hyped up and, like, <laughs> so that's probably why I usually end up dying first. But in this specific round, it was, it was super funny because I remember him saying, because I don't know, for people who haven't played, you have to, as you're gathering the evidence, you can put it in your book to help you figure out what kind of ghost it is. Well, um, Jay, right before he was about to die, he had found a piece of evidence. So he made sure to like scream it out. And as I turned around to look at him, like I could see him dying on the stairs. But I heard what he said and I, that's what I needed. So I was like, okay, cool. Like, and then I got out of there. <laughs> oh, poor Jay. But I, I thanked you for that. For the millionth time, I lost all my equipment. And I think for some reason that round, it didn't even pay out insurance on my equipment. So I have like no money and no equipment now the next time I go play this game. (laughs) Oh, no. Starting from the ground up. Yeah, Yeah. that's 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 what this game always is for me. It's always feels like I'm just starting over. But it's a game that has so much replayability. Like, it's insane. Like, I never get tired of it. It's one of the few games I could play it. If I had to pick one game to play for months, I could easily do it and not get tired of it. <laughs> Adam, Good I don't know how you, you feel too. about that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, I'm complain. like, I can play it maybe for 20 minutes and then I'm like, nope, I'm done. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. But see, I do want, I want everybody else to play it with me. That is the only thing because playing it by myself, which I've still yet to do, I just don't think it would have that same like that same feel i love the group play it's so fun and you the see let, let's actually talk about that for a minute because yeah. we had the exact same feeling when we were talking about propagation it's an entirely different feeling playing a horror yeah. game or a traditionally horror game as a as a single player game versus a co-op game propagation single player was horrifying and two player kind of turned it into this buddy action movie maybe the yeah. same thing with um with phasmophobia i did try playing it on my own before a podcast one night a couple months ago and i honestly could barely even get myself to walk into the house but with destiny the goober walking around with a flare going (laughs) oh ghosty where are you you know it just turned into like a comedy romp almost but (laughs) um but 
is that really a horror game at that point then? Would you prefer a single player horror game or a co-op horror, horror player game? A horror game, you know? They're, they're very different experiences. I think co-op, because even just like one of my favorite PC horror games is Friday the 13th, and it's the same thing. It's, you know, it's it's multiplayer. It's not just a single player. It's not just one-on-one, like, and I don't know. I, that's just, I, I, maybe just a personal preference, but I, I love multiplayer games. It just adds so much more to it for me. I think for horror, you kind of need multiplayer to make it more approachable to a mass audience because it's so hard to play horror games alone. Mm. But Phasmophobia did a really smart thing in that when you die, you can still float around and you can still see what's going on, mm-hmm. but you you lose your voice chat. And so all oh. of a sudden, all of a sudden, you could be totally alone in this game that you had all these friends in. The ghost has killed all of them. You're at the far end of the asylum. You're at least a three-minute walk from the car, and you're <laughs> now by yourself. So it does a good job of like having this sudden sheer degree of terror. But I will tell you, like the minute I'm the last one alive, I am I'm getting out of there as fast as I can. I am not searching for evidence. <laughs> exactly. I am it becomes that horror game again because you now realize all your friends are dead too. And it's just it's just scary. So I think they kind of touch on both mm-hmm. in the game, the way they build it. But it's it's so good that it's cooperative because it would be a really cool game single player, but barely it would not be the movement that it is without the cooperative. Yeah, OK, but Propagation, when it first came out, it was single player only. It was free. And I think that helped it out a lot. But it, that is definitively a horror experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you think that single player in that game worked out pretty all right for it? It did. That's what brought me back to the game. And that's to me what would give it the replayability. If it was, if it stayed single player, other than finishing it through to the end, I'm not sure how often I would want to, you know, just like pick it back up. But if you have that option to play it co-op, then I would, I would definitely, you know, go back to it again. Co-op makes it a different experience every single time where single player, it's going to be the same thing. Unless you're someone who just wants to get a higher score, there's or no speed, replayability. Right? Yep. Yeah. Or speed. Right. But also, I, I, if the game had been any longer, I wouldn't have finished it if it was single player. I don't think. Like I was <laughs> at my limit. I was at my limit when I finished that game. So if it was a full game single player, a lot of people probably wouldn't play the game, wouldn't finish the game. It wouldn't be as well known because it was free and it was just the right length that even scared out of your mind, you might be able to finish it. Mm-hmm. So that game, I think it lended itself to to being popular and liked because of those things but it you would have quickly found its fault if it was any longer than it was mm. I think. yeah but i'd go back and play it again and again co-op now with different people or even with exactly. destiny again and see if we could do better just because it added this level of replayability and this is i'm gonna go i'm about to go off on a tangent here but i feel like vr replayability still <laughs> is something uh, that we're j tangent alert you know <laughs> yep. it's something that we're still failing to land on and i was actually thinking about this today because nat and i were spending some time looking at old nostalgic games like goldeneye and banjo kazooie and stuff from back in the day and like why is it that vr games aren't just adding like once you beat the game you can go back and play the game with cheats or something like games used to do more oh. often like a game played with invincibility or unlimited ammo or never reloading has more replayability and i think about for horror games especially like if i could go back and play the game again with unlimited ammo and no reloading i would play that game again and i would just destroy those fires they wouldn't even get close to me like, oh that'd be awesome 
like co-op is something that gives something more replayability than it would have had, just like those other things we still don't have. So co-op is so needed in the VR industry because we need replayability. It is 100%. I agree. I even Well, that's what we need to have good horror games then or or is that just games in general not only i think games games. in general because especially getting the quest you know which you know it's been like a while now but um i noticed that right off the bat and of course since then like you know we have had a lot more multiplayer games come but honestly not that many especially not counting pc vr which is one of the reasons why i love pc vr because it just gives so much more option but for quests mm. itself you know like it's it's totally lacking it, it is and you know the funny thing about it that i've compared the quest to the psvr in ways before because they actually have a lot of similarities one of those similarities is it's pretty tied to a single ecosystem of games like unless mm-hmm. you're going to hook this to your PC or pirate games, whatever, it's pretty tied to a single ecosystem that does not have a lot of good games. And when it came to the PSVR, most of the best games were first party. They were made by Sony. They were made by an affiliate of Sony. Oculus has not done a good job of that with the quest of making great first party long full titles for it. They did like at first, showcase. though. They really did at first like that. Um echo vr was one of the was an oculus exclusive and it was great and there was that other game where you're the the john wick in a garden whatever that robot john wick in the garden <laughs> i forget what that game is robo um, recall no nah, it may be robo recall but something along those lines and that was an incredible first person open world game but and these it are just all seems like oculus. they're all pretty these old these aren't for the quest though these are oculus exclusives that never came to quest you are absolutely about. right oh yeah. i didn't think about that yeah quest yeah. is really lacking what oh, what yeah. the heck <laughs> and like i you're, said you're... It, it's gotten kind of better like there's been a few more come but especially in the beginning it was it was the opposite like no there was like hardly anything and so you and, and especially before the link i'll say that like you were so limited, then you had to really mess around with like side quests if you wanted to adventure out and things like that. And then the link definitely helped. And since the popularity of the quest, they are starting, I think, to try to get on top of things and release more, you know, multiplayer or games in general that have the good replayability. But it's it's just not there yet. There, to me, there's no comparison versus what they offer versus the other headsets. Yeah, well, and especially because a lot of people buying the Quest are buying it to play standalone wireless VR. They don't have a gaming PC. They don't have a PSVR. They're coming to it for that. And outside of The Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners, and maybe like two other games, there is mostly experience type short games. Oh, unless you're um, there's, of course, some multiplayer now. Thank goodness that we finally got more multiplayer shooters on the Quest. But you are not going to find great single player long campaign experiences at all on the quest. Even still, I, I feel like the saints and sinners is really one of the only ones. And that's where I, Facebook did a terrible job, not filling that themselves. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I was just going to say Arizona sunshine for me. It's that game. Like if I had to pick a game on quest that had good multiplayer, good replayability without using link or side quests, it would be Arizona. And I mean, that came out a long time ago. Now I remember the first day it came out and I was hooked. And since then there hasn't really been a, another game that's to me, that's topped it just for it's quest. Felt like a full game. And what, what yeah. is it though? It's four hours. Like, 
Like that's still pretty short in the realm of games. Like that seems <laughs> long on the quest because nothing else was. Yeah. <laughs> but that's still exactly. not very long. If you buy both yeah. DLCs, you might squeeze six hours out of it. But that's still you've now had to get two more DLCs. It's it's not, you know, that there is a huge <laughs> hole in in that market still with the quest if you don't have the PC to hook it to or something. I agree. <laughs> and yet, and we have yet another podcast that ends on the triumphant note of us bashing on Facebook. Good to see that things are the same as always. <laughs> like you said, we we we've come full circle. Well, it was the week of horror. We we probably should have given a quick update at the beginning of the podcast, but something that we want to do. This is a gaming podcast. We want to get in more game time. We want to talk to about you about games. We even want to get to the point where we're having some of the community come play these multiplayer games with us. So we're going to be starting on a bi-weekly schedule. So every other week we're having the podcast and that in between week, we're playing games. We're live streaming them on the channel. We're doing it earlier and on the weekend. So everybody can see it and hang out and watch it. And, uh, you know, we haven't shot out what we're going to do quite this week as far as multiplayer, but if you have suggestions, Join the Discord and let us know there. Join us in these live streams. Tell us what you want to see us all play together because we need multiplayer games. We need single player games also. That'll be fun if we're like in a Discord call together and playing because we're going to game together and talk about it because that's that's still what we love about VR. We're here to game. There's other uses, but gaming is our top thing. <laughs> And Jay, thanks for the amazing shout out to our Discord server. We're quite active there. We love interacting with people who listen in and, and watch us. And in the future, like you mentioned, we'll even have some of those um, opportunities available to our community to come join us in game. If you have any questions that you're dying to ask us, feel free to ask them there. We'll try and answer as many as we can in our in our now bi-weekly podcasts. But if you really want to go the extra mile and support us, please... Uh, we ask you to go ahead and check out our patron community. We, you can listen to the podcast a day early or basically as soon as we get done editing this and you get top priority and Q&A questions. And you get nice stereo sound. You know, you get the best quality version of it if you're on Patreon. Other, other podcast avenues don't let us give as good a quality to their website because they just don't. So, <laughs> yeah, you get to hear it even better. Hey. <laughs> and if you're listening to the podcast audio and you consider checking out the YouTube channel where you can see us in all of our virtual glory. <laughs> yep. And vice versa. If we're not on a podcast platform that you listen to, let us know our producer rip. He's gotten us pretty much everywhere I can think of, but if there's some obscure podcast site you love, it's your home and we're not on it. Let us know where it is and we're going to find a way to get on it. No matter what we're, we're the number four gaming podcast in Belgium. We have a huge <laughs> following in India. We will find you if you want us to. So let us know. All right. And with that, I think we are going to wrap up tonight's session. Uh, I suppose it's not tonight anymore while we're filming this for most of us. But, you know, it's <laughs> night somewhere. And if you're listening live, then good night to you, dear viewer. <laughs> but thanks for listening to us today. And... We will see you guys next week for our gaming and in two weeks for our regular podcast. Take care Woo. until then. Say bye, Dustin. Everyone in. <laughs> oh, she did. Oh, he she threw did. it in. Aqua Rum, hello. Anyone else? Cough for the win if you're still out there. We're going to hang out here a little bit. Uh, 
you know, Kyle, I've been talking about playing Phasma. We definitely need to get some in the community. Talk, hit me up on the Discord. I would love to set up a time and play some Phasma with everybody. So now the podcast is over. We're in after hours, which means we can actually respond to chat. We're here Ugh. for you with your questions. We can get up and move the camera around. I can get up and stretch my legs. Yeah, virtually, but it still feels better. I know I make fun of you every time, but you do have a point. <laughs> I don't know why, but it just feels better to be able to move. Yeah, I'm uh, going to get at, up too. I can't move around our... too much without the wonky wig glitch. You know, maybe that would be fun. Hey, here's one of the interesting things <laughs> that you go. do get on a virtual podcast versus in person is that you get kind of interesting glitches where you see me, I'm kind of <laughs> doing the weird walk here. What, what is it's <laughs> happening to me too? Why is it because we're too tall for this world? Hey, you know, happening. this is the joys of this program that allows us to chat in VR, and oh you God. just get incredible experiences <laughs> such as this. You know, I, I can't imagine a more immersive experience. It's like I'm really there with you guys. This is my actual gate, you know. <laughs> this is just him floating around in the air. Ryan, see that's, if you're headed out, crazy. see you, buddy. But if you're not, if you want to hang out for some of the after hours, feel free to ask us questions. Say anything you want to in the chat. We're here. Destiny is about to show, eat this very show you know, Our users are asking us to go out to the dock outside. So let's go ahead and indulge oh, yeah, them. Yeah. It's, oh, outside we go. We're following oh, yeah. Adam. Oh, yeah. Oh. Me and my weird walk out there. <laughs> He's moving. I'm doing it, too. I'm Dude, moving yeah, into floating mode. <laughs> I don't know what is happening. You should see y'all doing it side by side. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I wish I could have a camera for my angle. <laughs> I want to go swimming. This makes me want to swim. It looks so nice out here. Okay. Peace out. <laughs> oh, dang it. <laughs> Didn't Woo! teleport you oh, back. Oh, you popped back up here. Yeah, it popped just keeps right, respawning. right back up here. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I, I went to the water. Down. If you, like, walk off the sand and go into it, you can see under it for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Can you not play this thing? This one has one of the prettiest skyboxes in any VR chat room that I've ever seen, though. Like, it really pretty. is nice. And I love the cruise ships in the background. I just wish we could go there. I you know, know right? I keep I keep seeing the cruise ship out there and I'm like, oh, oh I wonder I want to go try to sit at that beach chair over there. Okay. We'll see. We're following like destiny. Food stand over there. <laughs> we we thought about doing the podcast on the dot car, but there's no chairs. I guess we could have just stood the whole time. Oh, yeah, this is cute. Can you pick I don't know why I keep oh, floating around uh, so weirdly. You know, it adds flavor. I think we just need to go ahead and remake our avatars is what I think. But who knows? If we stop using um, this program and go to the other one, then this might not be an issue if I can solve my audio issue in the other one. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. see, I think we'll you can go in the water right some. here. Oh, Destiny, you're getting your dress all wet. And your shoes, your boots. Oh, look. Hey, run. wait, wait, wait. This is perfect. Look, There's I can do the backstroke. Run to you. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> You're like awesome. floating above the water, so it looks kind of creepy. If you had oh, one it. of the if you had one of the uh, floaties, it would actually work. Yeah, it will. Can I use a of... floaty? Oh, I can't bend down. I'm in seated mode. Yeah. It Here, you know what? You. Let me let me wind up. Let me wind it up. And then, okay, I'll go a little bit lower into the water. Here we go. Yes, there yeah, we go. there you go. There we go. That <laughs> oh looks <my> right. God. <laughs> it looks very good. What is happening? Uh, just around my VR chat. Being VR still. chat. Is there anything in here to eat? No, I actually no, really want something to drink. I ran out of water. If you if you play parts. Minecraft Java, 
I have a Minecraft Java server, Ka, but I need to find the code and like figure it out again because it. I actually I, have I a server too. We it. all have servers, and we've like never played Minecraft with each other. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be one we should play one of these weeks because multiplayer. It is actually really fun. You know, actually, maybe that's something we can do this next week. Destiny, or would you play Minecraft with us? There's like, there's zombies. Like I have to buy a game? No. There's zombies <laughs> and scary things. Is it no uh, for real though? Like, like Minecraft you, VR is one of the most scary experiences Minecraft you can play. To play, VR, <laughs> to play the VR version. What Destiny? Did you say you have to have the game to play the VR version? Yes. Yeah. But you can play VR and non VR together, which is nice. Like how much is it? Uh, Minecraft is like thirty bucks still. I think. I think it'll always that's be what thirty. I thought. <laughs> I'll see. I'll see. Yeah, I think. Never, I'll think about it. I've never played it. I don't have any epic avatar memes. People are asking, or uh, avatar outfits. Oh, look at there's food over here. You can pick up too. You know, there's just food everywhere at this place. That's awesome. Here, you know, I want whatever. I don't know. This is. It looks like you get kind of deep fried sushi. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Cool. Well, thank you so much. Leave me a five star review. I'm a I'm a pop tart cat. That I look like a pop like tart. <laughs> is that the name? Oh of gosh, it? you remind me of Yan Cat. You uh, do look like a pop tart. Right, oh, I'm, that, I'm are, short now. Everyone looks so tall. Yeah. Are <laughs> we going to uh, bust out after hours soon? How did our viewership go up after we started after hours? That makes no sense. Because everybody wants to wants to be able to talk to us and engage. That's what after. Like I'm gonna go to my super tiny one. Uh, <laughs> like, see, it's so little. Those, those those weird little ones are. <laughs> and weird. No, honestly though, that's like the standard size for VR chat ones is the weird thing. Yeah, really? Yeah. Tiny. yeah, and then you and then you can get an avatar like this. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, one of those like oh. mega ones. <laughs> I am Maui. Stomp on him. <laughs> <laughs> my foot is bigger ah! than your character <laughs> <laughs> your foot I'm gonna get stuck between your toe yeah ew <laughs> ew uh, oh there's a nightclub down here we can go check out hey your we... original one before we end <laughs> yeah, after hours we'll go to yeah the we need to be careful going to that club though Jay no. I can't get down there like how do y'all how are y'all oh, doing that destiny <laughs> <laughs> no I have trouble navigating floating nightclub pig leg <laughs> wait almost did it no i didn't i don't know why you can't is it just not like, open for you like is there the a shade door? in the way is there like a shader thing a pop-up um, shader this, do you see this, this little open thing. button right here oh the, the bar I, yeah it says bar, bar you have to open it oh yeah yeah that's the problem <laughs> We thought about filming it down here, but there wasn't really any good seats that worked because even the bar chairs aren't sittable. Oh, Destiny, yes. did you find your way down here yet? Yes. Oh, this is awesome. Oh, there you guys are. Oh, <laughs> Destiny, <laughs> why, why are you back in your other avatar? This is Destiny's old avatar. Remember, the, remember these days? Oh, the good old days when we didn't have the to worry OG about days. audio quality. <laughs> <laughs> the early days. 
you grab back this thing? when oh, no. back when we thought that uh i don't know what was that mmr mmo game that we thought was the best <laughs> I, Orbis, I did not think Orbis, Orbis VR. was the best. I don't no, think it was terrible. It was your favorite. Don't lie. It was hilarious. I don't like MMOs to begin with. <laughs> yeah, MMOs are sort of in that weird bucket where everyone comes up to is like, oh yeah, MMO this, like World of Warcraft, this sucks and this sucks and this sucks, but you know, I couldn't love it more. <laughs> and I can't recommend it and I can't ever recommend it. <laughs> I want to get to that platform up there, but I can't. Oh yeah. This isn't rec room. I can't climb. That would be cool if you could go up there. All right. Well, I think let's wrap up. I got to head out pretty soon. All right. Thank you so much, everyone who's still here in after hours. We're going to go. I'm going to I'm going to get out here so I can actually click by on the stream. Thank you for hanging (laughs) out with us. And uh, don't tell Rip, but make sure next week you dive on in. (laughs) Yes, dude. He's not here. We all should have said it at the same time. Oh, there's oh. no way we could synchronize that. Okay, Here, ready? Let's do three, it. One, two, okay. oh, three, two, Dive. one. Oh, damn Dive it. on in. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I messed that up. The, the that delay. was terrible. The delay. I, I jumped the gun. Okay, on go. On go. Three, two, one. Dive on in. Dive on in. Okay, close enough. All right, take care, guys. He's going to hate us. Bye. Bye.